Welcome to the Hinsdale Local Podcast, where we explore the journeys and stories of entrepreneurs and their businesses here in Hinsdale, Illinois. I'm your host, Brent Stutzman, and I live in Hinsdale uh, with my wife and children. We own businesses in Hinsdale. Our kids go to Hinsdale schools. They go to Hinsdale preschools. Uh, and so this podcast is really just to kind of hear the stories of the business owners that there's so many in Hinsdale. Um that to hear their stories and journeys, because I, as I said before in past podcasts, I think one thing that makes Hensdale such a wonderful place to live are are the businesses and the businesses and um, uh, and the people who own them, who make up our town, uh, who live in our towns, who come to our towns to to run their businesses. So uh, that's what this podcast is about. And today I'm joined by Dr. Kara Hartman, founder and owner of Therapeutic Health. She's a well-known chiropractor and functional medicine doctor here. And Hinsdale, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brent. I'm happy to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. And, you know, we met, we were just discussing this before we hit the record button. We're trying to decide during the COVID time, was it a year and a half ago or two, uh, whatever. But yeah. we met at a birthday party at our mm -hmm. neighbor, my neighbor's house down the street. And um, my wife and I, uh, Susan, we were talking to you and you're just like, oh, you're, you're a practice owner. You're a chiropractor. And then you said, yeah, you know, I just started renovating a building on Ogden, which is close to where our offices are. And I was like, oh, I want to have you on the podcast to talk about a little bit of that experience. And um, but first, I'd love to hear just share a little bit about your family, how you came to start a private practice and landed in Hinsdale. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I live in, in Clarendon Hills. Uh, Therapeutic Health is in Hinsdale. So mm -hmm. um, have been a part of this, this small Western community for about uh, 10 years now. Uh, I'm married with two children, um, mm -hmm. Adeline, who's nine, and Knox, who is four. And I have a soft coat Wheaton Terrier, so I love <laughs> animals. And his name is Gus. Gus is definitely a big part of our family as well. Um, yeah, I've always loved medicine. I've known, you know, from a, ver a very young age that that helping people and and healthcare and kind of figuring out um, the root cause behind what what's driving people's illnesses has always been fascinating to me. And so, have just begun pursuing, uh, you know, pre med and, and undergrad and and. Um, lived in the Chicagoland area, went to National University of Health Sciences here in Lombard. So that's obviously very close to, uh, to Hinsdale. And um, upon graduating, just kind of hung around the area um, thinking that, yeah, this felt, felt a lot like home um, as we moved from the city, like I think a lot of people from Hinsdale do. Yes, they do. Absolutely. <laughs> and if and if our listeners hear something, they are renovating an office right next to me. <laughs> so it sounds like the vacuum cleaner is on right now. Well, so, okay. So I, I like to ask this question to business owners, entrepreneurs, like, is there something in your childhood, a memory and experience that kind of pushed you in that direction to be in the people helping medical profession? Yeah, I, actually, two things come to mind. Um, one is my my mom. So she was a teacher for thirty years, and her just kind of knowing my personality. I mean, I always loved school, loved learning. Um, kind of one of those students that just couldn't know enough. And uh, so, so that coupled with I think my personality, very outgoing people person. Um, my mom 
was was definitely suggestive of you know Kara, you should try you should try medicine. Um, she was very encouraging. Like every day's different, uh, so it's not redundant, it's not repetitive, and that was definitely something that really really appealed to me. Um, and then funny enough, right around that time, this was probably what the early nineties. Um, the show ER came out. Oh. <laughs> And, and I really, really became addicted. And uh, in fact, I was the first uh, student in my high school to uh, land a preceptorship at a level one trauma center uh, in Rockford, which is a little bit uh, about 30 minutes from where I grew up. So I ended up working in the ER, you know, in level one trauma centers, like you're seeing, you're, you know, everyone's helicoptering their most severe cases into you. So from an experience standpoint, I was just able to gain so much exposure to medicine um, from patient care, which is what I did a lot of, patient transporting. Um, I was responsible for, back then it was all, you know, handwritten note taking in the traumas and, and just kind of being that reliable assistant to the doctors and just the whole environment from from the upbeatness of it, the busyness of it, mm-hmm. the different people I was exposed to, policemen, ambulances, doctors, families. It's just the whole scene I just felt really at home with. So so that were those two things kind of come to mind as being big players into I think I should check out medicine. Yeah. Now how did chiropractic you know, becoming a chiropractor then, because obviously trauma, <laughs> you're dealing yes. with some, a lot yep. of blood, a lot of wounds, a lot of, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm curious, how did that, then you shift into doing chiropractic work and functional medicine? Absolutely. Uh, I think the functional medicine piece comes from just being a problem solver. Um, so I, I, you know, I learned to, to draw blood since I was 16 years old. Um, and in functional medicine, you're, you're obtaining labs, you know, whether mm. they be from, from the uh, the blood, the saliva, the urine, a lot of different ways to test things, but always a problem solver, which is where I feel like the functional piece comes in. And then the chiropractic was a decision that I made um, right after college, actually, when I was trying to decide what, what path I wanted to go down. I love the idea of just active medicine. Um, have been a, an avid runner my whole life, uh, softball player and uh, and basketball as well. So always been athletic and, and wanted to try to mesh medicine into what can I do to keep people moving. Um, and, and, and not just in athletics, you know, I do treat a lot of sports medicine patients, but, but just in general, you know, people wanting to continue to run with their kids and lift their grandkids and, and strive to, to participate in their family dynamic, uh, is, is really, I think, attractive piece of the chiropractic side. And then the functional medicine just works really hand in hand with that because when I'm taking a good thorough patient history, I'm just, I'm finding, you know, what sort of sleep disturbances, stress management or lack of management skills patients are having, um, digestive issues, hormonal issues. It's just like everybody has these sorts of things. So in, in talking, um, more thoroughly with my chiropractic patients, I'm finding a lot of those kind of functional deficits that, that I let them know I can help them with as well. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been helping out in, in my line of business. I've been helping out. I hit, I help mental health 
professionals. And so I have a few psychiatrists and they're actually, there's a big push to like integrative work in psychiatry. And it's not just prescribing pills, but it's like, you know, we got to look at the whole person. And I think that just makes absolute sense, especially the mind body connection, all the science that's coming out with that, um, that we've kind of ignored for a while. <laughs> I mean, some people knew about it, but a lot, yeah. for a lot of the medical community, they did not. And so, mm-hmm. um, so that, yeah, that's really great. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of functionalists, you're bringing it together. Cause yeah, that makes sense because you like very, you know, you're very curious and the body's so complex. So instead of just saying like, just do this one thing, but you're actually looking at the whole person and, and maybe prescribing or recommending a couple of things to actually get to the root mm-hmm. cause so they can get back to living their life. Y- yes, definitely. And, you know, even take just a, a quick example, a, a low back pain patient. Mm-hmm. Um, someone comes in with low back pain and, you know, whether they're their disc is inflamed or their joints or their nerves, inflammation is a driving role. Potentially muscle weakness is playing into that, but this inflammatory cascade, we can send them away with different nutraceuticals, different um, ideas for anti-inflammatory support that they can start to take to help the pain. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to talk to them about an anti-inflammatory diet because even though it seems indirectly related, those joints are housed within the forest fire. <laughs> and, um, and if the body's a forest fire, you know, maybe this month it's the back that decide to flare up, but maybe next month it's the knee or next year it's the shoulder. So it's really kind of connecting all these lifestyle habits and tying it into the low back pain as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of lifestyle habits, I'm curious, I, I always ask business owners, like one, how is it um, navigating, navigating COVID? <laughs> as somebody who actually like telehealth could be a little tricky as uh, for a chiropractor. Right. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. But also like uh, for those who are working from home, I'm curious, like what, what are you, who's coming into your practices? Like what are kind of the symptoms that people are having maybe because they're working from home or their stress or whatever. I just love to hear your thoughts and what you're seeing. Definitely. You know, we were fortunate enough where like during COVID, we we were able to stay open. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually started seeing different kinds of patients. You know, some of my maintenance type of patients hunker down for, for a few months, you know, as instructed. Mm-hmm. But then with a lot of other facilities closing down, it left those, those patients in severe musculoskeletal distress that were maybe afraid of going to the ER or afraid of going to a hospital because that was kind of designed for if you have COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody stopped going the to the hospital. severe cases. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then those, those, maybe those people didn't want to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we started just seeing a different type of patient um, during COVID. And then, um, and then after COVID or, you know, once, once things started opening up a little bit, that's where the functional side, I mean, the functional side's always been busy, but I feel like it's been busier than ever with patients realizing maybe how unhealthy they, they are, or they Mm. were. Um, Mm. COVID flipped on a lot of autoimmune in patients that they maybe didn't know existed. Yes. And those are the patients that I'm seeing now. We're seeing some long haulers. We're seeing, you know, in young people, like to me, age, age isn't really a, a number here. It's more of like, what is their, the integrity of their health? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's been, I, you know, eye opening and, and I really, um, 
commend those patients that that realize from COVID that their body's really not maybe quite as up to up to uh, the the ability that it should be to fight off these sorts of triggers. Yeah. Oh, I need to have you talk to Susan, my wife. She, um, because the autoimmune thing is according to, is, is some, uh, there's a, a lot of gets triggered by stress and traumatic events. Uh, as she works with kids, like all of a sudden and, Mm -hmm. um, like parents and like, I mean, just, I mean, just crazy stuff that never happened. So anyways, Mm -hmm. it'd be good to have you guys talk because the, you know, we went through a collective traumatic event. Like, cause all my private practice clients, my, my mental health, they're completely filled, filled up. Like it is just, there's waiting lists where, I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many people who, are, who need help and support. Uh, but the autoimmune thing is really interesting from a mental health perspective. Um, but anyways, that's a side tan. <laughs> Love to get you guys talking and have a podcast on that. Cause I think a lot of people need to know about this stuff. Oh my gosh, I, I would love to to dive deeper into that. You know, even the the gut brain connection, the neuro emotional technique, which can complement different different therapies and services. There's so much that can be done connecting those two pieces because they actually are physically connected through the vagus nerve. <laughs> oh yeah, oh you and Susan will have a total nerd out session that people wait. would love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because um, she, yeah, okay, I'm going to stop because I'll nerd out with her. I vicariously <laughs> live through other people, and because I find their job so interesting. Well, yeah. okay, well tell me, tell me about. Um, you saw this this little brick building yes. that was vacant for so long. And I've, you know, for the years and years I've been driving on Ogden and driving past this building, this was like audio consultants or something. Yep. And I was like, there's no windows in this no. building. And then I'm like, well, I guess that makes sense for audio. They maybe want it to be really quiet, but I'm like, there's no windows in this building. <laughs> so yep. I would love, I would love to hear the journey to to buy this building, to, to kind of like, what's your vision for it? Like, I would just love to hear that. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited you asked. I can't wait to tell you about it. Um, (laughs) so, so my vision Brent actually started about two years ago. So it started very pre COVID Mm -hmm. and I, and it was definitely more functional driven, just this, this desire to establish another medical entity, a clinical entity that starts to pave the way that, that I see medicine. And of course, it's not the only way medicine should be. It's just the way that the patients in my clinic and um, in, in the supportive care that that I can provide them, just, just how it should be. I started to get that vision and I, I walked into my architect's office. It was July of 2019. So actually we're almost like two and a half years yep. now. Mm, yeah. And I sat down kind of like, I have a dream. And so he, uh, <laughs> he gets out his notebook paper and he starts just writing everything down and, and it slowly kind of got the ball rolling. And, you know, living in Clarendon Hills, I pass that building every day and it just started just started calling my name. I love the location of where, you know, therapeutic health is. And now it's Mm -hmm. in the medical district of Hinsdale. Parking is very ample. um, And we treat people from all over. And so I love the highway access. It's just 
the location of the clinic is is so perfect for it's like for york me. york and ogden kind of like right that little that inner intersection yes we're, mm-hmm. we're actually you know therapeutic health is currently just about 100 feet i would say right. west or sorry east of york ogden and the new clinic is just about 100 feet west so mm-hmm. yep. um kind of equally spaced on either side but um so then after that i one of my mentors in the field of functional medicine and chiropractic his name is dr tom o'brien he's written um a couple great books, The Autoimmune Fix, and uh, Susan would probably like this one, You Can Fix Your Brain. And it's all about the functional effects, kind of just how we practice now. And it's very, you know, user-friendly. And so Tom O'Brien um, reached out to a group of doctors and invited us all to Switzerland. Oh. This, oh. And this is in, I know, I just, I just beam about this. This was 2018. This was August of 2018. We went to Switzerland and we stayed at Switzerland's top biological medical center for 10 days. Wow. And my whole reason for going was, of course, you know, just to get healthy and even detox and and learn all these new and experience all these techniques. But I wanted to see kind of what a top European functional medicine, biological medicine clinic, how it looked, how Mm. it ran, what sort of modalities modalities did they implement? How did I feel receiving the treatments? Things like that. And I left Switzerland with with a pretty clear vision. And um, and even from a, a treatment, like my radio frequency machine is, is from there. Um, so I've even gotten some new services in the clinic because of that trip to Switzerland. But I, I had enough time to kind of think about, you know, personalizing that Swiss clinic into, into my vision here on Ogden Avenue. And, wow. uh, and um, so, you know, it will include functional medicine. You'll see a lot of me posting about biological medicine as well. I feel like that's a term that I use rather interchangeably just because I I want this clinic to have a little bit of that, a little bit of that European style effect. I feel a lot of my chronic patients, they go to Europe for treatment. Um, There's just certain limitations that, that we have here in the U.S. where in some cases, Europe is the leading, um, Mm -hmm. You know, or if they want to get a different type of treatment or service that maybe you can't even get here in the U.S. So, so that's where the the biological medicine medicine thing became very kind of unique and attractive to me, and and that kind of lays it out. And so um, everything was moving along really, really well. Um, we hit a little hiccup in the road when when COVID hit, uh, but it wasn't actually because of what Pai most people, how COVID affected them, but more so from a fact that our, our source of financing um, switched to all PPP stimulus loans. So banks weren't even funding these types of loans for these oh. projects. They just literally switched to PPP because that was the priority for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had about a heartbreaking six months. I wasn't sure if the project was gonna, was gonna go. Um, the COVID, the stimulus loans, you know, I feel like the country was just in a, a financial state of panic and the priority wasn't, again, this type of loan. So um, the fact that we pulled through, we made it work, um, I'm, I'm so proud of that. And, and even from a standpoint of looking at funding for a project like this, it's a lot of um, checking in 
with the banks and they're keeping a very watchful eye on you because mm. of COVID. Yeah. You know, they want to know like, Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to fund this project. And then, and then the project doesn't go through. So right. I think it's just been a testament to, to just the hard work. I mean, definitely my husband behind the scenes, like handling all the, <laughs> all the, the side of this that, you know, I'm, I'm best in patient rooms face to face with my patients. And mm-hmm. there's so much behind the scenes that, you know, without him and just, I mean, the hours that he spent a week getting the oh. banks what they needed. It, you, you can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't imagine. I can imagine how <laughs> insane it would be to do oh. something like that. Well, as I, as I drive by it, I'm seeing, you know, the fence, the chain link fence is up and yeah. you're doing some demo work on the inside. And then I see some like scaffolding, maybe on the second, are you going to do a second yeah. level? Or we are. <gasps> okay. All oh right. yeah. So, so this is going to be a 6,000 square foot center. Um, Okay. And yeah, and so it's going to have a whole second floor added. We've already taken out the south wall, which if you're kind of traveling slow eastbound, you can you can look back there and see that the whole south wall is gone and that that new addition will ex- expand back about 23 feet. Okay. And we'll have a uh, some hydrotherapy back there that I was kind of inspired through my Switzerland trip and um Lots of windows. Actually, probably this week or next, you're going to see. I was going to ask, are you going to have windows? Almost the entire. <laughs> so what's actually taking so long is the amount of steel that's going into this building. Because truly, we're leaving three walls of it. And of the three walls, probably 70% are going to be windows. Yeah, you need steel. So there's not. So they are just being so ginger with those walls that, that they're not going to fall. So... So yeah, we're the plumbing's done, the permit and inspection for plumbing is all done. Kind of Congratulations. All the, the non-fun stuff, the stuff you can't see. There's there's a lot of work happening, but in this the, truly these next probably 2 weeks you're going to start to see um visually the clinic really take shape. Oh, man, how exciting. So it's yeah, exciting. then we know that's when you build anything, it's like the bigger stuff on the outside that doesn't take so long, but it's then it's all the fine tuning and all the other stuff on on the inside. So hopefully you guys can get it closed up before winter and you can work on it in the winter time then. That is the goal. I <laughs> I had a call with my contractor this week and I said, Are we gonna get a roof on this thing before it snows? Yeah. And he promised me yes. <laughs> Good, because a couple of years ago, it snowed during Halloween. It did. I'll never forget that. I'll, I'll never, never forget that. But I'm telling myself, if we do get a snow like that, um, that I know there'll be nice days after and there'll yeah, be more time to do work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, okay. So this dream is coming true for you, this vision that you have for this building. I think it's, yeah, the location's awesome. I'm so glad to see that that little brick building be repurposed. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm curious, uh, I, I, I asked this question too, is is sort of, as we close some things out is I think about like Hinsdale central high school students or Hinsdale South students, if they were to get, you know, if they, if they were, what would you give someone advice, maybe a junior or senior in high school who might be interested in, in chiropractic work or functional medicine, like, what would you say, hey, maybe maybe think about interning here or look at these things, get some experience here to see? Because um, I talked to uh, Dr. Carey at uh, CHT Orthodontics, mm-hmm. and um, 
in Hinsdale. And it's like, you go to, you go to medical school. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. So how do you, how do, what would you, what would be your advice be to high school students to be like, Hey, before you go down this path, try to get some of these experiences. What would those experiences be? To put yourself in as many different situations as possible, because you'll start to learn what settings you gravitate towards, which ones, you know, that was, that was good for me to see, but but maybe that's not my personality or where my passions are. When I think of from being in the ER to, you know, chiropractic clinics and and shadowing them, I had also shadowed family practice. I had shadowed uh, surgical um, ward and in operating rooms. And so in, in, in the good news is colleges will help you a lot with that, but anything that you can do to talk to, talk to someone, you know, or especially locally, like how easy that, you know, even for example, therapeutic health is here. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I welcome a student into, to just see what a day in the life looks like for observational purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that nothing would make me happier than if someone found their calling, you know, because, because of our clinic and, and I even have, you know, two patients off the top of my head that I can think of that are now pursuing um, a functional medicine assistant oh, degree wow. to come work in our clinic be- <laughs> because of their success stories and mm-hmm. how it's changed their life and, and how they've changed others' lives. So it does kind of become this really neat, powerful, positive network and, yeah. and just get out there and experience as much as you can. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh how can people get in touch with you, find out more about you if uh, they want to seek you out? Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, we have a website, therapeutic-health.com. Um, we also are on Instagram at Therapeutic Health. So we do we do postings pretty frequently. Um, mm-hmm. We're also doing uh, kind of a little um, scrapbook, I guess you could say, of the project. So you can check out some of our highlights there with with where the the little brick building has been and, uh, and where it's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, just, I just feel like that building has been there forever. Like it's just been there for so long. You know, I, Brett, I, I've, I've talked to that building just for years. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I have told him for so long I'm coming for him. And uh <laughs> And he was waiting for me. (laughs) Well, do you know how long the building's been there? How old it is? I do. Oh, how long it's been there. So the building has a unique history. It actually was a pharmacy, um, I think like 40, 50 years ago. And then audio consultants bought it, did an addition, because now that we're doing our addition, we can see where audio consultants addition was. Um, And I want to guess audio consultants maybe had it for about the 40 years. Wow. So it, it is. I've actually learned a lot about the history as I've um as I've owned it. Yeah. Um <laughs> which I guess is good. But but yeah, it really, you know, it the, the building has been sitting there for so long just because of its location. I know mm-hmm. that a lot of the the businesses that were interested because trust me, it's been a very sought out location for a lot of different franchise businesses. And I think the main reason that that wasn't going to pan out with the village was just the proximity to that York Ogden intersection. Mm-hmm. It backs up. It's very congested and to mm-hmm. have, you know, high volume sorts of traffic through, yeah. through that location. I think just they were really kind of protective about what kind of business would go there. 
Yeah, if you imagine like a drive-through Starbucks, you're like, yeah, that's not going to work. No, they and that's <laughs> that's actually one of the uh, the attempts was a drive-through. Oh Starbucks. yeah, so, yeah. If you if you're at York Ogden at five o'clock and you had a drive-through Starbucks hanging off into Hang Ogden, it. I don't think it would go well. No, it would it? Would it, it wouldn't. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me. We'll put the links uh, that you mentioned in the, in the show notes. And um, yeah, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Brent, I appreciate you having me on. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, please subscribe to the podcast and join me the next time for the Hinsdale Local Podcast. <laughs>